We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Thursday, Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora boys are in the building. You got Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. That dude, the original Lucky Lefty himself at Malik Zaire. Eight, right? That's right. At all the time, Malik on Instagram. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Great show today, full show. We're going to talk about the new hires. Jared Parker is your new offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. What does he bring to the table, and how will things be different? Gino Gadulia, Gaduli. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's harder to pronounce his name or spell his name, but he is the new quarterback coach at Notre Dame. He was currently the tight end coach at Wisconsin. Uh, he's been given a lot of credit for the development of Desmond Ritter during his time at Cincinnati. So we'll talk about that. And then Max Bullock, we can't forget him, uh, former linebacker for Martin Antoni and the Michigan State Spartans. He's a linebacker coach up at Cincinnati. He is now part of the staff replacing James Laronitis as a GA to work with the linebackers. And then we're still looking for an O-line coach. There is a national search going on right now. I'm sure a lot of people feel like Chris Watt should just be ushered ushered into that position. And we'll talk about whether or not Notre Dame needs someone along the lines of Harry Heastand or whether or not they need to go in a different direction. And then we're going to talk about why Notre Dame needs Marcus Freeman more than ever. Notre Dame needs Marcus Freeman more than ever. And then we're going to discuss the NCAA taking what – can only be called a beating in court in Philadelphia over the last couple of days. It's not looking good, but I'm sure eventually things will end up in the Supreme Court, and we can't forget about Tommy Tuberville and the legislation that he'll be bringing to Congress along with other congressmen during the spring concerning NIL. So the next month or so for the NCAA and the NIL should be very interesting as we watch it flow through the courts and government. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great t- content. Not just us, State of Recruiting with our guy, John Garcia Jr. And then you have our guy, Ryan Roberts. He just launched his new draft, NFL Draft podcast as well. Just tons of great content over at CFB Nation. Why don't you go ahead and tap in Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, with all those things we said we're going to talk about, we start with Heather Dinich, ESPN reporter who breaks some stories for Notre Dame and other stories. She just, you know, gets information from sources at the program, connected to the program, within the program that really have been talked about and put out by publications that follow Notre Dame locally one to two days before she even tweets it. But, of course, it's ESPN, so everything is is real once ESPN puts it out. You know, that's just the way the world works sometimes. She was on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday, left, and uh, she had a very interesting take. As we get ready to put the final touches on this entire Utah, Notre Dame, Andy Luckwig situation, uh, did you happen to see her on the uh, Paul Feinbaum show, Left? You muted. I didn't get a chance to check it out. Oh, let me just go ahead and read you a quote. She said, my sources, my sources at Notre Dame told me that they were willing to pay the buyout, but by the time it all got figured out, Luckwig got cold feet, and apparently he's got a great deal at Utah. And that's where that stood. Hmm. 
Hmm. What do you make of that? They need some new people in, in public relations. <laughs> Look, Heather Dennich, you know, I had an opportunity to meet her. <laughs> necessarily work with her. I've never produced with her. Had an opportunity to meet with her as she used our studios um, multiple times to do shows and had an opportunity to board op and kind of engineer for her and set up connections back to Bristol and all of that for her to be able to do her shows. So nothing more than high by and maybe a, a joke here or there. Very credible. She's worked her tail off to get to where she's at in that company. So for her to say that, she was told that. So that's that. Here's the bad thing, though, Left. Even in saying that, you just made it worse. Yeah. You just made it worse. Yeah. You took it from... I would much rather you, honestly, I would just much rather you say, we didn't think he was worth it. We didn't want to pay the buyout. It was too much. That's cool. The cool. Cool. Now, after the fact, here you come saying we were willing to pay the buyout. But by the time it all got figured out, figure what out? So now you admit to just messing up the process. You admit to dropping the ball. Here's the key. Either way, because I know there are some people out there that are just going to believe what's being said here. I don't believe a word of it. Not from Heather Dennich's point of view. Whoever told us this, stop. Stop. I called my guy Josh Newman, once again, Salt Lake Tribune. Told him, this was said. You know what he said? What'd you say? It's bull. It's bull-ish. If you go to his Twitter page last night, it wasn't until Jared Parker was announced as the next OC that Josh Newman tweeted out, that gasp you heard was Utah fans finally exhaling because the Utah people knew that there was still a chance that Notre Dame could come back and get Andy Ludwig because Andy Ludwig wanted to be at Notre Dame. And it was apparent to the people that covered Utah and it was apparent to the Utah administration and the coaches. That's where he wanted to be. He wanted to be at Notre Dame. So all of this stuff about Andy Ludwig dragging his feet, just stop. Just stop. Stop making it worse. Stop making the hole bigger and deeper and wide. Stop. Just let it go. Let sleeping dogs lie. You screwed up. It was a public relations nightmare. Bad look. Black eye, whatever you want, whatever term you want to use to describe it, that's what it was. 
leave it alone. You hired the next OC, leave it alone. Why would you hire the next OC and release that crap to Heather Dennich on the same day? Why? You can't, you can't even get out your own way. You can't get out your own way. Can't let it, can't let it be. Just can't let it be. You release that crap the same day. Same day. You Gerard Parker. The next OC. And stop. They just can't get out of their own way, Left. They just can't. They can't. They don't refute. They don't refute a day and a half of information coming from sources. They don't jump in and refute that in the middle of it. They wait until they elevate Gerard Parker or Jared Parker. They wait until they elevate Jared Parker and then put that out. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's always two sides to a story. And the Utah side says, bull-ish. Bull. Because Utah was like, oh, thank goodness. Exactly. Up until up until yesterday, Utah, the media, the fans still thought there was a chance that Andy Luckwig was gone. So if they, they felt like that, come on, man. We we gotta do better. We gotta do better. Just move on. The story was out there. We were asked about it constantly yesterday. So we said we were gonna address address it to start the show. And that's it. We're done. Now it's showtime in Notre Dame. We have an OC, we have a quarterback coach, and we have a new GA linebacker coach. It's time to it's, it's time to move on. It just is. It just it, is. Yeah. No more crying over spill mill. No. No. But what we need you to do is stop making things worse. Yeah, please. Just stop. Good grief. Because it's obvious. You weren't worried about public perception then when you start the process and when you said no and you're you're not worried about public you stop just stop it's it's bad man it's It's bad bad. and everybody just taking it just oh okay that's what it no stop be smarter than that stop stop it makes it worse it does. So you go from we didn't want to pay the two point eight. Okay, cool. cool. Go ahead, go ahead and take the backlash for that. That's all right. Yeah, go cool. ahead and get that get that lump that you deserve. And now you see the backlash from the fan base, and now you want to switch it up. Oh, we did want to pay the buyout, mm. but he didn't. He didn't want to come. By the time we got it figured out. Got what figured out? See, you got real? Yeah. See, you were concrete in saying we wanted to get to pay the buyout. That's concrete. On the back end, but Andy Luckwig wanted to stay. See, those two things were concrete. But when it came to you and your actions, you left it real murky in the middle. Once everything got figured out. Once everything got figured out. Be concrete, because you were concrete about the buyout, and you were concrete about Andy Luckwig, but when it came to where you dropped the ball, you got real murky. Yeah. 
I just left it out there. Once things got figured out, what what things? What things? And I think it just goes back to, you know, putting our foot in our mouth when it. We always want to perceive ourselves as the good guy. We try to get ahead on the Tommy thing. We'll match Alabama and whatever they try to give Tommy. Oh, we tried to pay him, but then you know he backed out at the last. It's like it's it's, it's listen. If you don't want to support the man. Or if you run it and he's just the the placeholder for the man, then let it just be known like that. I mean, my goodness, man! And then you now you're getting Gerard Parker in in house hire, which is cool. I, I don't see no problem with that. But I mean, he had to. He had what other options did the man have? He probably, he probably felt demoralized at the fact that he done did his due diligence. Now the media done caught wind that everything he did was ended in the conversation and all this speculation about why. He's like, damn, who else we got? Now we get (laughs) Gerard Parker who, you know, every place he's been, they've been, haven't been that great. You know, he was a position coach at Purdue those years, 13 through 16. They were less than 500 every year. Goes to Cincinnati, one good year. Oh, no, they weren't that good. Went to Duke. Right? So, I mean, the man hasn't been around a ton of winning football. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, that's just the truth of it. Is it somebody of a caliber where I feel great with him having a style that we can win with? I don't know. We still don't have an O-line coach. That matters a lot. Looks like another season where we might be really talented, but putting it together may take some time, you know. And I think it's unfortunate Marcus Freeman is in a position where I felt like the staff was good enough to meet us in the middle to get that championship, provided the team elevate themselves to that playing level. But right now, I mean, you know, this looks like a bunch of Band-Aids uh, on a motor vehicle, it's not looking too pretty, man. You know, fan base. I understand the anger, the angst right now during the fan base. I see people in the chat saying this is like having chicken with no seasoning, bland chicken. Look, I'm going to be fair because I was fair to Tommy Reese when Tommy Reese was hired without experience and was given this position. That is a very, very big-time position as the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame in college football. It was given to a very inexperienced OC in Tommy Reese, and I gave him a shot. And I'm going to do the same thing for Jared Parker. And I'm not about to hold the situation that preceded Jared Parker that has no bearing on him moving forward. Absolutely none at all. I will say he is an experienced coach. He's coached for a long time. As Luck pointed out, it's not a lot of success from a team standpoint on the resume. When he was at West Virginia, it was not his offense. So I don't think we're going to see a wide open offense or anything like that. He's he's done everything left. He's coached running backs, 
He's coached yeah, tight ends. Yeah, he's, he's coached. He's coached everything. He's been he's been a recruiting coordinator. He's done everything. So that but he not knows being around football teams that are winning. That's for you. That's, that's, that's all that's that matters. Okay. Because in that case, I should be there. <laughs> what the hell? I should be calling the plays. I don't he want to hear nothing about what he's coached if they haven't been winning. It's different, which is why we give so much credit, half good, half inflated, to every any coach that leaves Alabama. Because Alabama wins all the time. So when coaches leave Alabama, it's like, oh, okay. They're going to know something about winning football. When you're coming from a teams that haven't won anything and, and in fact, been one-win teams, when you was the interim head coach at Purdue in 2016, y'all was three and nine. It just doesn't feel good when you are trying to find a reason why you're giving guys chances. This is not a – I don't think football is a place where it's just here to give guys chances because that's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to them kids that are there three, four years trying guys out at Notre Dame. Now, if we was at Rinky Dink Community College down the street, yeah, try guys out. Everybody's trying stuff out at community college. But it's a serious football. And for it to be slim pickings as it was, not that he's not great, not that players don't love him from that aspect, not that he doesn't work hard, but if you're not coming from nowhere winning, you're not convincing me yet. you no know different than, than trying Tommy out for the first time, like you said. But I think at moment, the height, at the height as the wide receiver coach at Penn State in 2019, uh, they were what 10 and 2, 11 and 2, something like that. Trace McSorley and that crew, Miles Sanders at running back. Who do you that, remember from receiver group 2019? I, I remember think that's Saquon. I don't remember no receivers. I think in 2019, that's when they had a young Hamler. They were young guys, right? Because DeAndre Tompkins was the if I'm not mistaken, was the big time guy. I think he'll it'll just be interesting to see what style he goes with. I think the good part is you have all the best talent in the world in the room. So for to be a, a first time OC in this type of position, you got all the talent. To mm-hmm. be creative, you know, I mean, it's not like you're lacking in any areas uh, of, of, of that aspect. It'll be very important to get an O-line coach, though. Yeah, I mean, like Hamler, Hamler and John Dotson were the young kids on that squad. They were the sophomores. Uh, Anybody that made it, and, and he really, and he would have, they were the starters. So he had a young wide receiver crew. And can't I mean Hamler and Dotson are in the NFL. I mean he only Not had off of that years. year. It was off of yeah. you know, getting old. But I think the point being a little unsure what he wants to do offensively. I think it turned into a true quarterback competition. Uh and that's gonna be interesting to see how he deals with that in a in a first year 
one guy being experienced and then Tyler Buckner, who he's been around. Um, but who knows? Is he going to be able – obviously, he's trusted enough to put together something that we can go out there and score points with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but am I confident we're going 11-1 and 1 and 12-0 and 0 and that kind of thing? Um, maybe not too much. So I understand that. I'm, look, I'm with you. I think questions, unless you're a perfect candidate, which I don't feel like exists. Right. I don't think Andy Ludwig was a perfect candidate. No. But he, he checked a lot of boxes. A lot of what we he needed. He checked a lot of boxes. So I understand the questions. You, you know, question whether or not he's been around winning enough as a coach and been able to be a part of that as a coach. I mean, that's a viable question. But at the end of the day, yo, for me, I gave Tommy a shot. I'm definitely giving him a shot. And I love the combination of him and and Gino Gadula. Man, I know how to say his name. I don't know. I practiced it all day. Gino Gino Gadula. No, (laughs) Gadula. Gino Gadula. Man. Gino Gadouli, okay. Gino Gadouli. It's real simple. So, I like it. I like the combination. I like Gino. Now that I've said his name professionally, LL Nation, I'm just letting you know. From now on, I'm calling him Gino G. Gino G, okay, I like it. Gino G. I said, hey, so when I say Gino G, LL Nation, Notre Dame fans, you know who I'm talking about. So now we have the combination of Jared Parker and Gino G. Look, I, I, I like the combination. I like the combination, I do, because you have guys, even in Gino G, even though he's the OC quarterback coach, he did a lot of things. He was allowed to work with the running backs. He was allowed to work with the tight ends, and that's the type of coach he was. So you got versatility here. And I don't know if Jared Parker would be the OC but yet still Gino will have input, whether it be in the passing game. And then, you know, I went back and watched Gino. Gino G used to, man, he used to throw the pill around back in 2002, 2003 yeah. in Cincinnati. I saw the scouting report. Because he-, he was at Cincinnati when you were being recruited, right? Or like uh, you were like in eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, something like that. Something like, oh, well, yeah, back back, back then. No, uh, you were shorty. You were shorty for real. <laughs> Yeah, you but were showing for real when Gino was there. I think what's cool too is that you do get that that good wealth of experience that that covers a good time span. So you're not going to roll out there with some outdated stuff. You're going to also have some some flavors, some things that I think the quarterbacks can respond to from Gino's side. But then also kind of work with uh, Coach on uh, Gerard on some of the things that they can like together. I yeah. think it'd be much more of a Happier relationship, having those two guys in that room, I think it'll be a, a tighter relationship where they can really concoct some things together and really put together something that uh, works. Now the question is, which direction are you headed with Sam or Tyler Buckner? If you still think you can put together what Tommy could with Sam and come up to a championship level right now, win now, I mean, why not go for it? But I think from 
I think they'll those two will be around. You know, I don't think Marcus Freeman is uh, is probably going to take a break from probably trying to replace guys uh, that I feel like those guys want to be there. You know, I think Gerard wants to be there. I think Gino wants to be there. So they'll be there longer than a year. I'm giving them. So how do you develop that room and what does the future look like for that room? And Kenny Minchie getting a fresh start in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so he might he might be in the mix. Yeah. If he steps up to the plate, he should be in the mix. I think it would be healthy to see uh, you got a very experienced guy, Sam. How is Kenny matching up? Because at this point, everybody's viable. And, and, and Jelly, too. I mean, shit, I, I don't want to write him off, but I think everybody in that quarterback room is greenlit. I think Sam has a slight edge, but then again, it just it depends on how they want to attack it. At least they got a lot of heads thinking about it. Do you think, because I'm looking at this, once again, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CAB Nation, and Conjunctual Irish Breakdown, we spend it different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I look at this and I love this, right? Because I think you can find a message in these moves. You have a quarterback coach now, which you haven't had because Tommy did both jobs. And you talked about the importance of having a quarterback coach in big time college football, right? You can't give, you don't like the OCN quarterback coach being in a, in a, uh, intertwined or intermingled. You yeah, get Max uh, Bullock. You get Max Bullock to come in, who was a young, up and coming linebacker coach. Went to Michigan State, played well, tough nose, interior guy, leader of the defense, three year captain. Just man, knew the game, knows the game, great teacher. You get him, but what you don't have now is somebody specifically coaching the tight ends. So, because of the numbers. And then they couldn't add a quarterback coach because they already had the number allotted by the NCAA. Now they get the quarterback coach. They get the OC. The OC can coach tight ends because he was coaching them. He can recruit tight ends because he was recruiting them. He has that relationship. So now the tight ends that he was going after and built a relationship with and recruiting are even more excited because he's the offensive coordinator now as well. But you kind of sacrifice coaching tight ends specifically at Notre Dame. It's going to be interesting of whether or not in the search you include coaching the tight ends along with the O-line coach. Or do you look at guys that have been able to coach both because at Notre Dame your tight ends have to be able to block, number one. 
That's yeah, right. One. I mean, right now, I mean, shoot, I think we'll take a dip in just the effectiveness of where the tight end fits in the offense because we don't have a tight end coach because, you know, the shift is is leaning more towards the quarterback position, which it should. I think that's a good direction for it to evolve as an offense. But the tight end will be become more of the, like you said, the inline guy, the guy that's the decoy or more to set up to the play instead of being the play like Michael Mayer has been for us so much. We won't see that many tight end screens, I don't think. I think we'll see less of uh, tight end jet sweeps and, you know, a bunch of tight ends taking snaps under center. I think we'll see a lot less of that. But you'll get to be seeing the highlighted skill positions we've been recruiting so much uh, the last three or four years that, in my opinion, might be a little more exciting to see for a Notre Dame fan base that's been so tight end run-centric. Uh, I think the running backs will be used in the past game a little bit more. I think um, the command of the offense will look a little bit more structured and it will be good. It will look like a, a leading unit on a Notre Dame football team in some games instead of always playing the uh, hold them and, and hold them and don't fold them and let the defense keep them uh, in the, out of the game. No, I just thought that was interesting. I think I like this setup better than the previous setup mm-hmm. where we did not have a quarterback coach specifically teaching the quarterbacks. You had the offensive coordinator doing both of those tasks. And then you had a tight ends coach where it was like, you know, the way things are set up, you know, the way things are set up, my check-ins and my savings, you know, it kind of, that's the same thing with this. It's like, it's all about the way it's set up. Right. But I love this setup for me personally to use the allotment of coaches that were allowed better than the previous based upon just our conversations with you talking about how difficult it is to be an OC and then coach the position during the week. So, you know, I lean on, you know, I defer to you with that knowledge when it comes to being able to coach both as opposed to just being the OC and allowing someone else to come in and coach the quarterbacks, which shows me what it shows me left. Marcus Freeman is invested in this quarterback position. 100%. He, he fully understands what has been the difference between Notre Dame getting over that bump, getting over the bump, or getting over the hump, per se, and being a true national title contender. And he's investing in the he, quarterback position. The move definitely shows that he wants to give the quarterback some ample amount of resources and ability to have time to – dissect and really take in what they're trying to do. Having an experienced quarterback coach that has a lot of uh, things that he's done in his past to prepare guys. And then it's also give Gerard, Coach Gerard, an opportunity to really develop a plan without necessarily having to worry if the quarterbacks are on the same page because that middle man with Coach Geno G is going to be very important and vital in keeping that Mm -hmm. flow of communication updated and on the same page, even when guys have questions, you know, you got Sam Hartman in there that's going to be a great communicator for those young guys. So it's going to be a nice uh, – that's where development really starts to happen when you have a nice communication between those three instead of having uh, the, the quote-unquote overwhelmed position of just being the OC and the QB coach because there's no way you have time for questions. There's no way you have time to really focus on – individuals guys technique or things you're noticing there's just no way so um 
I'm expected to see receivers more involved and quarterbacks uh, developing their pocket ability and their sense of the offense and their situational awareness, things that you'll miss when you're so focused on just calling plays. Yeah, so once again, Jared Parker is the new offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Gino, G, Gino Godouli. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> He's the new quarterback coach at Notre Dame. And then Max Bullock, former Michigan State linebacker and linebacker coach, GA at Cincinnati, comes down from the Cincinnati Bearcats and is now in the same position for the Notre Dame. Fighting Irish heard great things about him as well with his knowledge of the position and how great he is as a teacher of the position. And hopefully he can recruit his butt off. That's right. Uh, I mean, hopefully he can recruit his butt off and continue the linebacker recruiting that Marcus Freeman started when he took the defensive coordinator position at Notre Dame. Lucky Lefty Podcast. <laughs> Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.